in a world where North Koreans lead the world in solar panel, uh, solar weapon technology, and innuendo does not exist, James Bond will employ his cool-as-ice demeanor to win over Jinx Johnson, Miranda Frost, and cause Colonel Moon to die another day as Gustav Graves. Magnificent view. It is, isn't it? Too bad it's lost on everybody else. Mojito? You should try it. Jacinta Johnson. My friends call me Jinx. My friends call me James Bond. There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome back to Exceptionally Bad. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. And this is Danny. Producer Danny. Danny. James. Sorry. James Danny. Die another Danny. Hey, I'm a James. Talking, well. Your talking over James? the producer. My first name's James. Oh, my middle name's James. That's I'm, right. My name is Ben. James Ben. We're going to just call a, you the James. I have a cousin named James. <laughs> ben James. Man. I knew this guy James once. <laughs> I have an uncle named James. <laughs> I, knew, I knew a guy named Jimmy. Does that count? <laughs> he was probably James, so yeah. Sometimes I snap into a Slim James. <laughs> Those are bigger than the, than the regular slim yeah. That's for a more formal snacking. <laughs> All right. Are we going to start the recording over? No, I oh, Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, welcome back. It's been a while since we recorded. We've been very busy, mm-hmm. and uh, we're glad to be back. And uh, sorry that we uh, haven't been recording, but we're back to stay. So um, tonight we are, or whatever day time of day that you're listening to this but we're recording at night uh i was as i was driving here i thought i always like to talk about this t- this evening and whatever right. but you know people are listening at whatever time but uh we, we are doing die another day uh james bond and why before we lead into our topic of conversation mm-hmm. uh, there's a big question why are we covering a james bond movie on exceptionally bad i know we explained this in our last episode when we covered indiana jones uh but why can, can someone help help me out? I'll go for it. So this is our season of four seasons. So That's right. We broke up our season. What is it? Season four? It's season four. Season, season four, of four seasons. Yeah, into four chunks. And so we, we each will pick a movie for a specific season. So last season was... Rom-coms. Rom-coms. Which you loved. I love rom-coms. Brand's favorite genre. I'm a big softy. Ladies love a sensitive man. <laughs> and uh, this season is, I don't remember what we're calling it, but it's basically the, the worst, worst of, of the, the best. best. It's its turning into it. testosterone season with kind of. Indiana Jones and now James Bond. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of romance in this so, movie. But I don't, don't want to spoil anything. I don't know how sensitive James Bond was, though. I mean, you just... <laughs> this movie just contradicted what you said. Yeah, so, you know... We're, we're not saying that this movie necessarily is exceptionally bad. We're kind of taking a slight hiatus from exceptionally bad term, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. But this is the the worst of the best franchises, yep. and we're going to just kind of ha- use this as an excuse to talk about 
uh, some of our favorite franchises. So before we get into this movie specifically, tell me what is your relationship with the James Bond franchise? What is your favorite either James Bond uh, car- you know, actor or mm-hmm. your favorite Bond movie or both? What, what is, uh, when you think of James Bond, what is your favorite? I, I grew up with, so my first memories of Bond are Connery. So that was kind of my first right. Bond. I I watched a couple of the older ones where they tended to be a little more wacky. Um, I don't remember who the actors were in those, but the, they felt funnier and less sincere, I guess, or well, gritty. Jay, so Sean Connery was the first James Bond in the franchise. Was he the very, very first? He was the first one, yes. And then Roger Moore came along. Uh, after Wasn't there he retired, a guy who came yeah. In? So, so Sean Connery did uh, five, I think, and then George Lazenby did one called "On Her Majesty's Secret Service," and then they got Sean Connery to come back for "Diamonds Are Forever," and then Roger Moore took it over for uh, seven movies, from uh, "Live and Let Die" all the way to uh, you know, uh, "A View to a Kill" in 1985. What about David Niven? And then, well, we're not going to talk about David Niven just just yet. He okay. wasn't in any of the official James Bond movies, but Ian Fleming thought that he would have been his ideal candidate to play James Bond. Okay. Um, I think there were some teleplays. Uh, maybe he did a teleplay of playing James Bond, but those aren't official, okay. like James Bond movies. And then there was also, I mean, I'm I'm kind of jumping around, but then Timothy Dalton was yeah. after, uh, you know, he did a, a couple after movies, Moore, yeah. yeah, in the late '80s. And then Pierce Brosnan took over, and then Daniel Craig uh, took over in uh, the last decade or so. But um, And then there was also a spoof movie called Casino Royale. Not the Casino Royale we all know from With that Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig was in, yeah. but the it was a spoof that uh, they had made. And, I mean, Woody Allen and Orson Welles oh, and wow. a whole bunch, and Peter it's Sellers like were in it. Movie. And it's it's, it's very <laughs> much like, like the original Austin Powers okay. trying to really send up James Bond. And it's a, it's a horribly bad movie. I, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. It's not fun. But it is based on the same story book, mm-hmm. uh, Casino Royale, that the um, one that Daniel Craig was in, oh, wow. they um, it's obviously got a different tone yeah. than uh, the original uh, movie. So that's kind of the background. And there was also a teleplay here and there uh, in the early 60s, uh, late 50s on TV. But So I, like people in my family were not Bond fans necessarily. Uh, so I didn't really get a lot of Bond when I was young. To me... James Bond was originally Roger Moore. That's who I knew as James Bond. I didn't even know initially that there were previous ones until they were changing him to uh, Timothy Dalton Dalton after. Then I was like, oh. And then I found out I was a Sean Connery fan and did not know that Sean Connery had been James Bond. And then I found out, oh, he had been James Bond previously. That's weird to me. In my mind, the Sean Connery ones... Are newer than the Dalton, not Dalton, but uh, Roger, Roger Moore. 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 Oh, yeah. In my mind, Roger Moore. And I, I don't know why, but like the Roger Moore ones feel older to me. Yeah. Oh, interesting. The thing. So wait, what did you know Sean Connery from? <laughs> so than... I'll tell you this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I knew Sean Connery from probably Robin Hood, Men in Tights, not or Men Prince, in Tights, Robin Hood, not, Prince, of, Prince not, of Thieves, not sorry. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Was he in that? He was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what I about, knew him from that. What about so Time I Bandits? <laughs> yeah. 
basically, I knew him from all of these things, but I knew him as gray-haired. Okay. Uh, yeah, with a beard. With a beard, gray-haired uh-huh. Sean Got Connery. It. Okay. And then when I saw pictures of him as Bond, and I was like, holy cow, he's got brown hair and no beard, and oh, wait, I can tell it's him, you know? And then, you know, I've seen some of those Bonds since then, and I think he was fine, but still, I'm always comparing everything to Roger Moore. Not that I, he's my favorite, but he's the Bond that kind of set the bar for me. Yeah. Uh, when So my mom was a big fan of Remington Steele when I was a kid, and that starred Pierce Brosnan, and she really liked Pierce Brosnan, you know. Um, She's told me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it comes up. <laughs> I, I I was like, uh, when I heard that he was becoming Bond, uh, I actually thought he should have been Bond long before. You know, he should have been it when he was young. And uh, so I was kind of excited that when he became James Bond, and you know, and then Daniel Craig is a total different kind of Bond. Uh huh. So he's like the Dark Knight version of Bond. He's yeah, like gritty he and hardcore. Till the you, last one. Yeah. What What do you think of Dalton? I, I would, in my mind, he's my least favorite. Yeah, mine Bond. too. Well, I my my first experience, most memorable experience of him is when he's the bad guy in the Rocketeer. He's great there. Timothy Dalton. Well, yeah. And so, and so when I see then I see him as James Bond, and it just is like, wait, what? Wait, he's a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, this will age me, but I, I know Timothy Dalton from a movie called Flash Gordon. Oh yeah, and uh, he he this. was great in that, and um, you know, kind of the villain, but not really. He was kind of the the sidekick that was um, came around and, and helped Flash Gordon. What are you making? No, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 every time we talk about Flash Gordon, I hear the the Queen Flash. thing, and I feel like we should all do. The, we should all sing it. It's it's Anytime a cult classic, Master of the Universe. <laughs> you know, and my kids, I make them watch it, and they just don't yeah, no, get that's it. Great. No, it's it's anyway, it's it, I, I I get it, but it's no uh, Star Crash. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. know if if Timothy Dalton, poor Timothy Dalton, is anybody's favorite, but he yeah, he kind of gets it. I I remember in the eighties when uh, Roger Moore was no longer going to be James Bond. Right. And uh, there was Remington Steele was a big deal, and uh, there was a lot of talk that Pierce Brosnan should be the next James Bond. And the producers of, at least this is my understanding, the producers or his contract with Remington Steele, they would not let him. Uh, it was his become, TV commitment. It would not let him do it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's true completely or if the producers weren't ready for him, but um, it all worked out and he eventually became James Bond. But I mean, that, that was a good, you know, half decade or or longer where people were wanting him to be James Bond and it hadn't quite happened yet, but well, you know, we're due for a new James Bond. We are. Um, Do you all have any thoughts of who would be a good, new james bond is it gonna be the 007 from the last one i don't think so i don't I, think they've committed to it i heard that they had floated that it was going to be idris elba but For he a, shot that down did, yeah but see he's kind of like with uh pierce brosnan people have been calling for idris elba to be james bond for yeah. years you know who knows maybe he will soon they gotta wait till he's too old to be bond and then he'll be bond and then he'll be bond yeah <laughs> you don't you don't think they would go with 
with what's her name from the last one? They could. They've said that there's no reason there couldn't be a, a female Bond. So, last I heard, there is no commitment to any new Bond. Do you think ticket sales would say there'd be no female Bond? I don't know. Depends on who it is. I think it depends on the audience. Yeah. If there's a bunch of, jin- of, Maybe of Jinx Bond men. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> a bunch of Bond heads. <laughs> Call it James Bond, Thunder Down Under, or something. <laughs> Flip the audience. Sounds like a Las Vegas show or something. <laughs> I don't know. Bracken, did you say you had a favorite Bond? I didn't get a chance. Seen, uh, uh, and I don't know if I even... I cut uh, Brant off. I don't know if he even got a... So you, you said you liked Roger Moore. Um, I So I, I do have memories of him. I guess in my mind, they're flip-flopped, because they were all before I was... Yeah, you know, a kid. So they were all just old before I ever got to see any of them. So I think, I think Dalton is probably the first that I remember seeing, probably in a theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And even that is probably fuzzy. So yeah, um, it was Brosnan for a long time. That was that was my Bond um, for a long time. I grew up with Bond, so I mean, I remember watching all the old Sean Connerys. My family Mm -hmm. was into James Bond. I remember my parents going and seeing Octopussy mm-hmm. on a date. They were going to go see it in the trailer. For I mean, Octopussy is not one of the best James Bond movies by far, but I remember the trailer coming out and, and Roger Moore coming down the staircase uh, on this platform and just starting to shoot. And it was just like the coolest trailer yeah. at the time. It's so interesting how the James Bond movies can be so cool when they're first released, but sometimes they just don't quite hold up. Yeah. Or your impression of them at the time, or if they're at the pulse of what what is all cool in pop culture, but um, not necessarily hold up during time, uh, in time. So my favorite James Bond movie, I mean, I, I probably have two or three top favorite movies, but I really, and I ask this because it really tells a lot about your personality how well you know James Bond, right. but also what your feelings are. But I, I love Sean Connery. I, I think my one of my top three James Bond movies is probably Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is uh, the unusual James Bond. I probably probably my favorite one. I, I like to watch it every year at Christmas time because yeah. it's a Christmas movie. I've read the novel. Uh, George Lazenby, I, I just think is a great James Bond. Um, and then my third probably favorite movie is probably Casino Royale oh, uh, with, with Daniel Craig. But um, I, I'm a big James Bond fan. But I, I also know that some of the movies just don't quite hold up. <laughs> and some of them are just agonizing. Yeah. This, was a really, this is a really big franchise. And I was trying to pick the the worst one and so i went by the ratings on imdb uh what the worst rated one and and there were three that kind of stood out quantum of solace uh quantum of solace was one uh die another day uh and moonraker are probably the three but you know again there's so many movies and everybody has their favorite and their least favorite this is really a hard hard one but i thought of those three, and I, I know Moonraker is very fun and entertaining, um, but of those three, I thought this would be a little bit more current mm-hmm. and, a, and a good topic, and it did have the lowest rating on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quantum of Solace is not is probably the least liked movie 
of Daniel Craig's. Why? But, um, well, I don't think we should really get into that okay. one because that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we could maybe that will be another episode someday. That's a good point. But um, I, I don't sorry, think it's as I don't think it's as fun yeah. and as enjoyable as possibly this movie is that that's we watched true. tonight. So, um, so it's kind of a depressing movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a question for you. Since so, I'm not really a Bond person, so I want you to tell me what that tells, uh, what that says about my personality. Because you mentioned that that. Well, so my father-in-law, his least favorite James Bond movie, is On Her Majesty's Secret Service, <laughs> and it's my favorite James Bond movie. <laughs> Um, so I, I mean, we're, we just have different tastes, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> are, are you a Christ- Jason Christopher Bourne Nol- guy? I've heard that Christopher Nolan's favorite James Bond movie yeah. is on her majesty's secret service. Oh. Well, I'm just, I, I mean, I don't love James Bond movies. I, I I'm at most like him as a friend. And so <laughs> like, what is that? You said that, that based on what your favorite is. So best video game, Goldeneye for sure. Um, 100%. Oh, that's so interesting. And yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's, if. Yeah. I guess. Defined a genre. N64. Yeah. I mean, a gun to my head to die another day. Like, I guess I would. I, maybe Casino Royale because I thought that was pretty good, but it could take or leave James Bond. <laughs> and so I, I want you to tell me. You, you said it's a psychological evaluation. So, like, as somebody who's kind of in indifferent towards the bond franchise what does that say about me i think i don't know i think does that me that put me in like father-in-law category or no i I, and i haven't even talked to my father-in-law about this i just heard i I haven't even talked to him since i found out i i I, i've never had the conversation but i know my wife has said that well he that's his least favorite movie is that one uh so i i don't know i what's the one where they go to the um to that giant uh, satellite dish in Puerto Rico. Oh, in Arecibo. Yeah, is is that Goldeneye? I th- I it think it's may be. Goldeneye. It may be. Yeah. yeah. I, I I remember. I think it is. I remember that scene from Goldeneye. I I remember the video game was awesome. Um, what if Austin Powers is your favorite James Bond movie? Ooh. So the Austin Powers movies Whoa. I love. They're they're quite fun. But... Goldfinger's got ninety nine percent. So I I'm just giving you a hard time. But I mean I James Bond is not my favorite franchise. Yeah. I enjoy them. Like I there were things about the last James Bond movie that I didn't love, but I had a lot of fun. I, agree. I saw that one twice. Yeah, it was I never thought you'd picture James Bond holding a stuffed animal. I I think Casino Royale and Skyfall do it for me, but I think the other three Daniel Craig movies. Skyfall, the third one. Yeah. Okay. But the other three Daniel Craig movies I find uh, are flawed. What's yeah. the last one called again? Uh, Die Another Day. No, uh, not Die Another Day. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow Never. Di- no, something with death. It's, yeah. It's uh, no time today to die. Is no time to die. Die. That's no the time last to one. die. No tomorrow time never to die dies. Is the, most, is the most recent one. Bond never dies. Tomorrow is never dies. That one. Quantum of Solace. Oh, is it Spectre? Spectre, so no. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, No Time to Die. No Time to Die. There you go. No Time for Diamonds to be Forever. Yes. So, well, we'll get into this movie for a second, but there's a thing that I've experienced recently when people, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, and, and 
some series that people don't like, and then I watch them, and I'm like, well, I like this just fine, except that I realized it was it didn't feel like Star Trek. Oh, you're talking and, about Picard? Yeah, Picard. Uh, mainly because the first two seasons don't take place on a spaceship in space, right? And I'm wondering, do you feel like, Bracken, do you feel like the Daniel Craig uh, Bond movies don't feel like Bond movies? Mm. Oh, they're they're definitely a, a reinterpretation. Okay. Right? They're like a alternate universe. Okay. Uh, and some people look at the different actors' versions oh, I see. as different uh, universes, universes right, okay. possibly mm. of James Bond. I see. If so, that makes sense. Well, I, so I actually one thing I do like about the that you have different people playing James Bond uh-huh. is I feel like even the name James Bond, he's that's his agent name. So anybody possibly. It's like you know, like how you have that's not his real name. You know, like they have like, like Jason this, Bourne. Like they have the Spider Verse. <laughs> Yes. It's like the Bond verse. I want to see yes. the Bond verse where they meet so, up. Oh my gosh! Bring all the Bonds together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was Nicholas awesome. Cage as one as as Bond Noir. Yeah. <laughs> so what about this one that we watched today? Yeah. Yeah. So anybody want to give us uh, a quick uh, summary of the storyline? Can I try? Yeah. Go ahead. Please. Yes, please. Okay. So. Uh, for all you surf fans, it opens no. So, uh, so that was the best scene in the movie. It was pretty epic. So, which one? Yeah, which? Yeah, which, which, which surfing scene? Yes, the answer is yes. Um, so, James Bond infiltrates North Korea, a North Korean army camp. Yeah, because he's chasing a terrorist. He's gonna assassinate him. He's gonna assassinate. And how does he do it again? surfs oh he surfs into north korea got yeah. it he okay. surfs and takes off his wetsuit and he's wearing the same kind of like is it like a nehru jacket or like a members only type jacket and <laughs> that the that the guy he's going to impersonate is wearing and um but the, now we're getting too detailed yeah, so yeah. he he infiltrates he infiltrates the north korean camp um there's amphibious craft and landmines and and he gets captured he ultimately gets he, he kills this guy one of the guys he's after or so you think. And then he's captured for a little over a year. And then he gets he gets swapped for one of the terrorists he was after, who during the big battle has diamonds embedded into his face, which apparently cannot be removed. Yeah. So that so he He's been bedazzled. It's like Iron Man's yeah. shards for his heart, but on his right. face. Yeah, see he's <laughs> so he's known as Bedazzler from now on. And <laughs> So he gets it's a prisoner exchange, but he wants still wants to hunt this guy down. Uh, James Bond is being he, and so he ends up going to Cuba and gets into a fight and meets up with Halle Berry's character. Um, Jinx. Romance ensues because it's James Bond. What? Uh, Romance. Something to do with a fig, and (laughs) then they head back to England. Um, and he's been kind of disavowed, so he's outside the agency, but he still meets up with Q and gets his cool gadgets. It's like checking the box for James Bond. Right. Then they go to Iceland. Well, he, well, he fights a dude with... with a British guy he, who's a diamond miner. Yeah, this British, like, uh, pre-Elon Musk-type yeah. businessman. He's a ginger. <laughs> we uh, to say that he was a soulless... And he has a he has a diamond mine instead of Look, an emerald mine. So I am in a we are in a ginger minefield here. Some of us are married to redheads. So. 
Watch where you step. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's time for me to bow out of this episode. <laughs> we need some sort of hovercraft to make it through right this. To get through the so, uh, he meets up with the villain and fights the villain at this fencing club. Um, and we get kind of a quick history lesson in sword fighting because they fight with every sword imaginable, it yeah. feels like. <laughs> And but he's but this said businessman has got something going on in his diamond mind in Iceland, and he builds like a whole. I think if you think Frozen, he builds like a you know Elsa builds that castle of out oh, of ice. Yes. So he's got one of those. Okay. That he did. I don't know if he's magic. It's, did, it's already there. Did he sing in this? <laughs> I, he might have. Okay. He did. I think it was that, off camera. But... That was okay. That was the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he used magic because it's already there when he, when James yeah. Bond gets there in his invisible car. That he borrows from Wonder Woman. And <laughs> then, you know... Oh, oh, and Rosamund Pike's character, something Frost. Miranda, Miranda Frost. She is the... She's an agent. She's a, she's a double agent. She's... Um, Shh, don't spoil it. <laughs> she's not so cold that she doesn't have a romance with James Bond. Uh, uh, get that. And uh, so after their rendezvous... A fight ensues, and it turns out that the the weapon is a weapon that's being developed by this Elon Musk guy. That's that turns out. Can we spoil it? Yeah. Turns out to be the the North Korean that you thought died earlier, but through face off technology they borrowed from the movie Face Off, he became this this English guy, the ginger. Um, outside of anime, there's not a lot of ginger agents. Played by Toby and, Stevens. And. <laughs> So they, the fight is there's a fight there, and they and they blow up the ice castle with their special space weapon that harnesses the power space of the sun. Laser. It's Icarus. It's yeah. it's it's the equivalent of like the shark with laser beams on its head, but <laughs> the laser beams on a satellite. And then then we return to North Korea where the last battle takes place. With yeah, so it ends, a, and then it keeps going yeah. yeah so you think it's over so so die another day means a lot of things the villain dies twice the movie ends twice uh, and so yeah so then so then they end up winning the day um there's a lot of it's it's very james bond in that he's got all the gadgets he's got a fancy ring that does Break something glass. that breaks glass uh he's got the car that turns invisible and of course has the um, ejector seats has and ejector missiles. seat and missiles. Although, <clears throat> all right, so I got to take a sidebar from that. In the No Time to Die, the car scene in that movie is actually pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite Bond car scenes. I was so happy to see another car scene. Um, this one did not did not compare to that one. This one was not <laughs> what. <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, Through an ice palace? So, yeah. this movie yeah. came out in 2002. <laughs> this movie is now over 20 years old. Whoa. Can mm. you believe that? So, there was a lot of water. It was like Waterworld 2. Yeah, right. They just reused the Waterworld set. So much water and ice. Uh, what are your feelings about this movie now that we on the other side of Daniel Craig? I mean, this is the last uh, movie that Pierce Brosnan was in as James Bond. My, not Judy Dench's last. As no, no, M. she no, was, she, no. Con- she continued on. She was in through Skyfall. Thought of this was it was fun, and 
it actually seemed a little goofy to me after the Daniel Craig ones. Like it was a totally. little bit goofy. I what stood out to me was the horrible dialogue and yeah. all of the puns. One liner. It, after it's like after junior after. high level. They like, were not sexual innuendo jokes. They right? were not delivered well at all. I no. didn't buy the chemistry between Halle Berry and Pierce Brosnan. I mean, to the to the level where it's like the jokes were on par with. Is that a gun in your pocket? Are you happy to see me? Right. But like that easily would have stood above a lot <laughs> right. of the jokes yeah. that they so that, told. That's way too much uh, hinting in that joke. I know. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be a little more direct. <laughs> yeah. It was fun to watch with you guys. Yeah. I don't know how much I would have enjoyed watching it by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I do remember watching it. When, when did this come out? To 2002. 2002. <clears throat> so I was you know mid 20s at that time and i even then i remember it feeling just dumb and weird in a lot of places like there's some action scene the whole stupid thing with this invisible car just makes no sense it's self-contradictory and it's just mentioned he like hides behind it at one point it's like wait a second how does this work i know i know <laughs> no but I, it, so it's just Isn't like stupid things like that the stupidest idea ever like if you're driving in traffic yeah, well, right. it, it you don't want your car to be invisible. Right. It doesn't, the whole time, like as soon as you bring, he makes it invisible and he pulls it out onto the ice or whatever, we're like, oh, this would be great. Someone runs into it. And that never happens until the plot needs it to, right. for him to be discovered. Yeah. yeah. He's only ever driving like three miles an hour when he's invisible. It could invisible. only help you if you were in the middle of Iceland with no other cars. That's right. Or, or if you're like desert. sneaking into a base or something, a hundred percent I see that. Yeah. But like. In snow, like you're gonna leave like <laughs> tracks, like your car. They make a point when he turns on, it's like, yeah. so there's like, how are you gonna sneak that up behind guards? It's not a quiet Tesla, yeah. Yeah, no, right? Well, and if snow falls on it, it's not like this, exactly. I hated the car, it's a beautiful car, but I hated the car. It didn't oh, have enough cool gadgets for me. No, I mean, obviously, oil slick wasn't gonna work very well on ice, but like, it didn't yeah. have like even the it was. Even the missile fight between it and the Jaguar. So I think this is the first one where a villain has a tricked out car. Yeah, I like the and villain's tricked out car. It looked cool. Although the you can't have hair though. If you're gonna yeah, use that one. you you don't want to have the top of a head because of that <laughs> that minigun that comes out of the top and it's just barely it's one above his inch head. over the driver's head. I'm I'm over six feet. It would have drilled yes. holes straight straight through my forehead if I was driving that car. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, I think a lot of the Pierce Brosnan movies, the uh, the plots get quite contrived, and the, I, you just don't really remember too yes. much about yeah. them. They're just kind of set pieces that are kind of strung together. Yeah. So that's right? that's a good point because I I was watching this and I kept waiting for parts of different movies that I thought were part of this movie, and I think you honestly could have transposed bits <laughs> from other movies into this movie, and I don't think it would have interrupted the flow anything. at all <laughs> yeah. well i mean ben referred to it as like the taco bell effect right, right. yeah know, it's the same ingredients and whatever item you order it's just put in a different order it's either a yeah with a little it's extra a nacho sauce or it's a right <laughs> yeah crunchwrap supreme it's just the way that it looks yeah. it's the same food yeah <laughs> um well i mean that's kind of the reiterate they just reorder some of these set pieces or, or yeah. items in all the james bond movies and and move it move it along um uh well let's talk about the cast mm-hmm. uh we got pierce brosnan uh halle berry uh what happened to halle berry Academy in 2002 award winner 
Yeah, what happened? She left production for a couple of days to attend the Oscars, where she won Best Actress. What? For, for what movie? Uh, X-Men. <laughs> Storm. For Catwoman. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Swordfish? <laughs> Wrong again. Uh, it was Monster's Ball, right? That's right, that's yeah. right, Monster's Ball. Uh, Rosamund Pike is in this. Baby Rosamund Pike. Hunting down men who know magic. Wait, wait. No, sorry, that's a different... (laughs) Oh. Oh. Her her name is Miranda, not Maureen. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So, uh, Toby Stevens. So, who is Toby Stevens? He was the main villain. He is the son of a famous actor who I don't know, but a famous actress who I do know. Um, Maggie Smith is his mom. Yeah. Uh, Professor McGonagall. That's right. Oh. The dowager. And the dad. Uh, do you know his name? It is. I don't I've know his it, name. I've got it Mr. Right Stevens. It, it's no. It's actually Tobias. Sir Stevens. <laughs> oh. Because uh, it says that. I've got the details here. Here it is. Gustav Graves arrives in London to be knighted. In fact, both of Toby Stevens' parents have received this honor. His hmm. father, Sir Robert Stevens, and. Dame Maggie Smith. That's right. So Robert Stevens, uh, I looked him up. He's been in some very old movies like Romeo and Juliet, like this, the one from the 60s, uh, things like that. So uh, I didn't recognize him when I saw him, but he is a obviously well-known enough to be knighted. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, f- I forgot. So um, just so you listeners know, Bracken gave us all a novel. Of fact. <laughs> well, like and every James Bond movie. Each, each of us right. have a different novel. <laughs> yes. So I forgot to mention during the Rosemond Pike mentioned that she also had to leave the set for a day to go and graduate from Oxford University. Oh, I thought you were going to say from high school. That, that grad- was the name of her private high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oxford University Middle School. <laughs> so so young in that. <laughs> she is an absolute baby in this movie. Yes. It's 20 years old. I know. She was, old. what, 23? Mm-hmm. Did we decide in this movie? That's correct. Yeah. Tiny. <laughs> we yes. little babby. Like every James Bond movie, there's lots of notes that you can, and lots of facts. So I just divided mm-hmm. and conquered that way. Uh, gave it to everybody. Let's see. Uh, Rick Yoon is in this. Uh, he's out. Uh, you may not know his name, but you know this guy. He's... Any Asian movie, he's like tends to be a thug. Like he's never like the lead. He's always like the guy standing behind the guy. This is the Bedazzler. This is Bedazzler. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, in Fast and the Furious. Olympus has fallen. Is Zhao Korean for Bedazzler? Because it's listed as Zhao <laughs> is. is his name. Oh, okay. I guess I got. You his missed name the wrong. beginning of this. It's called the Bazao. Oh, yeah. Judy Dench as M. Uh, and who was playing a Q for the first time? John Cleese. John Cleese. That's right. He had been in, uh, played R in the previous outing, and uh, Desmond Llewellyn uh, had passed away, bef- you know, before this movie was made. So this was the first time that somebody else played Q. He was promoted, uh, and I think it's the last time he plays Q as well. I don't think he comes back. With he's not in the first one. With I think it's no. I don't think they they re kind of they reboot everybody except for like. Judy Dench. Yeah, um, Judy Dench is. So uh, does it have like the the Gen Z version of Q in the in that's Disney right. I think he so, comes. Some in people are like they the don't ask who's your Bond, they ask who's your Q. He's not even in the. <laughs> he's not even in Casino Royale, I don't believe. So 
But you were just talking yeah. about Star Trek. So I know. I imagine that you probably are one of those people. I am. Which Q? Who's your Spock? <laughs> <laughs> which That's a legit which, question. Which timeline are you? Are you? Uh, are you the JJ? There is only one Q. Are you the JJ Abrams? <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's are see. you the Discovery? <laughs> This is a, this is the James Bond episode. Uh, Michael Madsen was Damien Falco. When uh, William Lee was Colonel Moon, who I know from The Good Doctor. I keep telling everybody oh, yeah. here, and no one else has watched that. But he's so young in this movie; it's crazy. Um, Wait, he's in San Andreas and Rampage and the the Wolverine. Wait, the the Wolverine. Which one? Wolverine. One's, is that is that the one with? Uh, it's the one in where they go to Japan. Oh, with the Silver Samurai? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's not the bad one. The bad one's the one that has Lee Trevor. It's not a good one, though. <laughs> it's a different story. Another day. Sorry. Different thing. franchise. <laughs> For another, another that episode. One, that one's going to die another day. <laughs> Samantha Bond plays Miss Money Penny, and we, of course, had a cameo by Madonna, who plays Verity, and she actually won a Golden Raspberry Award for this Madonna did? She did. She yes. Is it because she couldn't keep her, tor- her corset tied? I think it was for her acting, not the song, but it, that's in question. So what did you guys think of the uh, Die Another Day theme song, by the way? Is that absolutely forgettable? Is that what they played at the beginning? Yes. yes. I, f- I kind of forget about most of the theme songs, except for the, except the, for except the, for the fanfare. Billie Eilish one. <laughs> Who's that? Or what about the the Adele? I'm a one? bad guy. Oh, not that one. No. <laughs> Skyfall with Adele was, I think, pretty. Big. Oh yeah, that's right. That was huge. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. And and everyone for can't you know forget like Duran Duran. Oh yes. yeah. To a kill. I mean, come on. Yes. That's like yeah. I I didn't even know. Yeah. I yeah. can't forget what you don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, the Madonna song was uh, like a techno yeah. song and very. This is like post her golden era. Right? That's right. Pretty it was much. her as she's leaving. Is this like her Guy Ritchie era? Yep. Yeah, yeah. How did I know that? I wonder if. So it says that it's Pierce Brosnan's least favorite Bond movie that he's been in and that he didn't like. Figs? Like all the yeah, he really hated figs after this movie because he's got no chill. Or, yeah. Who wants to talk about the figs? Yeah, there's a fig story here. Not... Nate, I think you need to close this storyline. <sighs> so, um, when James Bond and Jinx Johnson are uh, having relations, <laughs> she stops in the middle because she gets hungry, you know, and. As you do. She pulls a. He's like. He tells her something about being good, and so she pulls a pocket knife. Uh, which my cheat sheet tells us the, it's some German knife, but I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> it was a product placement <laughs> from like Bürger or something in, in Germany or Eric's Sony or Ericsson or something. It's from Uwe Boll. <laughs> but uh, so she decides to stop and cut a fig, like the fruit. The fruit. And and she pops in her mouth, and then they start kissing again. Which, but apparently, behind the scenes, like he has to give her the Heimlich maneuver or something because she starts she choking starts on choking it. on the fig. Yeah. To be fair, though, that was almost as bad as the cool as ice scene where he drips the ice water into her into her mouth. Yeah. In this scene, she cuts it, chews it up, 
and then starts like, like puts it in her mouth and like baby birds it to him yeah. like <laughs> I, I don't know she like hey, listen, to be fair that was a really big piece of fig so <laughs> she look, didn't cut it into a smaller piece James got to cut it into smaller portions he just spent 14 months in a north korean prison what do you think his teeth are going to be like he needed to be fed <laughs> Listen, they so she had to chew it up first. Yeah. Yeah. They say sex in movies is unrealistic. For anybody listening, do not bring figs into your bed. Oh, at least the more you know. And, oh and swallow it first. Man. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um anyway, I guess he just didn't like didn't like the movie, thought it was totally yeah. overboard and it was too cold. Um, yeah. Audiences tended to like it because it was the highest grossing hmm. Bond movie until Daniel Craig, until Casino Royale. To that point. You know what yeah. I think they were super excited about, though? Not so much, you know, the the Bond girls or the movie. I think it was probably the $120 million worth of product placement. They were super excited <laughs> to see all their favorite products on screen. Wait, am I going to see my favorite electric razor? <laughs> This was this was called by another day yeah. by a lot of uh, British press, right? There was yeah, the budget was 140 million. Hey, oh. it's great when you can get product placement and to cover 120 million of that oh, 140 gosh. million budget. 120 million? The the it's budget like was five boat crashes. The budget was 140. <laughs> it was the the budget was three times the budget on Goldeneye. Right. The the first Pierce Brosnan movie. So. This was, a, I mean, a lot of action, a lot of things thrown in here. The kitchen sink. Can, can I read a few of them to you? Sure. Okay, so it's got Aston Martin Vanquish, which was a That's super cool, cool car. It was beautiful. Aston they Martin call it a Vanish. The, yeah, right. the Vanish, yeah. A Jaguar, so that was the that was the enemy's car. They had a 2003 James That's Bond edition okay. Ford Thunderbird. <laughs> Skidoo's had some new snowmobiles. Bollinger um, Champagne. Finlandia vodka, Heineken beer. Now, call me like some of these I just did not see, see so I don't know. Like eagle-eyed viewers, Seven Up, uh, Tynant Kirby PET bottles, <laughs> Revlon cosmetics, uh, Brioni suit tailoring. Um, there was an EA video game apparently. British Airways Samsonite luggage, <laughs> Till's Barbie collector's edition what? set, Omega Seamaster <laughs> swatch watches. Philips Electronics, Philashave, Sensotech, and Norelco Spectra Shavers. I found the knife. Kodak, Kodak cameras, Vodafone, and Sony Ericsson. I do remember. I did notice Sony, Sony Ericsson. Ericsson. Yep. Was pretty obvious. Visa credit cards, Energizer batteries, Philips heart rate monitors, Sony security systems, television cameras, and laptop PCs, and retail outlets for Circuit City and Best Buy. Not, and the knife. The knife, guys. If you're interested, is the Speedlock Two. Model number one one zero one zero six, manufactured by the Bucher in, in Germany. We'll drop a link into the okay, Amazon. Okay, maybe I gave you guys too many notes. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. It's also the first movie to be released in a DVD two pack. Ooh. Wait, what's in the two pack? What's in the two discs? It, it's director's the, cut. We should have. The second disc one. is there's nothing but commercials. All <laughs> the action features. It, it's, it's, it's the cut scenes where James Bond is playing with his Barbie and Ken <laughs> set. It, it's at, actually at Circuit City. It's a bunch of code that you decode, and it tells you make sure you drink your oval team. Okay, you can read the disc too if you want to. I'm just curious because you know. Oh, you have um, the two, the two discs set. Uh, yeah. So I Pearl own, Harbor I was own a two this disc movie. Set, yeah, but it I've, was. 
the movie. <laughs> I feel like you fit on own all of them, don't you? I don't oh, own all cool. of them, but I was I was telling Ben before we started. I said it's embarrassing. Those top three worst, worst movies. Ones. I do own all three of them, mm. even though they're the worst. Yeah. So you do own a lot of them, though. I do own a lot of them. Yeah. Was over at your house was it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, and mm-hmm. saw them all lined up. Wow. Those pretty birds right in a row. Yep, right there on the. On the... <laughs> so, do you have a desire to complete the collection? Like, I, what do you I mean? Don't. Next? I'm good. Some of them I just would never watch, or you can yeah. just you can stream them all now. So, yeah. what's the point? But uh, I wanted to share a quote uh, from this great book I got for my birthday. It's called Bond Movies: A Retrospective by Hong Lin, and this was on the chapter. It's a quote from the director, Lee Tamahori. And this is what he said. He said, the toughest thing comes from knowing what comes before. You know, there's been 19 movies. We're all well aware of them. It's great to be offered an opportunity to make a Bond movie. I really just loved it. All I wanted to do was just make a great Bond movie and not the worst Bond movie. (laughs) 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 Okay. It so probably isn't the, the worst, though, right? To be, to be fair, though, like, <laughs> like I feel for the guy. Like, that is a lot of pressure yeah, to right. take on a franchise like that, right? Like, yes. there's there's so much established, yeah. so many great performances. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think so it would be funny. scary a little bit. After you get to the 80s in the James Bond franchise, the producers at that point have pretty much gone through all of the original Ian Fleming novels. Okay. Um... They're starting to use um, titles from little short stories that Ian Fleming had written about James Bond, like The Living Daylights, okay. and built entire movies around uh, maybe like a one-scene, not little, little... Like a st- few paragraphs. A mini... It's like a, like a maybe story. a ten-page mini novella mini, thing. A novella thing, mm. yeah. And so it's like got one scene, and then they are like, okay, well, we'll just craft our whole movie around <laughs> that, and, and we'll call it the Living Daylights. Anyway, so at that point, they've they pretty much run out of the little novellas. Now they're they're kind of coming up with original stories, or just basically, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody, but it, they're pretty much cutting and pasting different you know action sequences together and different tropes from the past movies and in this one this is the 20th movie and they basically this was the also the 40th anniversary of the first movie and the 50th anniversary of the novel i guess the first one that was published so they they basically had all these references to all the past movies and threw them in or little call outs to each one of the previous 19 movies um and it's just kind of Frankenstein together, right? There were a so, ton of callbacks. Sorry, not to cut you off, but like tons of callbacks, like people being threatened by lasers to get cut in half. Like his watch does various different things. It blows things up. It also has its own laser. He's got his hypersonic pet deterrent I mean, laser ring. And I mean, Q even points out it's his 20th watch. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah there's a lot of, like references there and it's just a little nostalgia fest. Um, I've got three pages of notes in my hand and I'm not going to read all of the references. It would just go on, but it's very detailed. You can find it online. I mean, if you're a big James Bond fan, they kind of do this in this movie. A lot of throwbacks to all the other movies. Question. Yeah. My hands up question. So Casino Royale is the first book. 
Yes. So was there a Casino Royale movie before the Daniel Craig Casino Royale? There was. It was in the 60s. It was a big spoof movie with Orson Welles. That was the one that we should watch. Peter Sellers. And it's really horrible. Yeah. Okay. But yes. you're not a true this, Bond. This movie. was before Bond. It was, was a, a thing, It was not right? by the same producers. It was independently owned, and then the producers, the Bro- Broccoli uh, Saltzman producer company, that in productions, they got the rights later. That's so. That's why it's coming out, and that's why they. And then they're like, "We're going to make this movie our, our way," and they reinterpreted it, and and yeah. Okay, because I, I, I always thought that was interesting that. That was Dan- the Daniel Craig's first one. It was also the first novel hmm. was Casino Royale. It, yeah, and it, what's interesting, too, is um, uh, for a long time, uh, what's the director of Pulp Fiction? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino was also talked about you know, wanting to make his own James Bond movie. Whoa. And he wanted to do Casino Royale, and he would talk about this in interviews, about how he would interpret it and do mm-hmm. it, and then the producers finally did it. But um, you know, at this time, you've got movies like Jason Bourne and other uh, franchises mm-hmm. are coming along, and they're doing James Bond better than, than James, James Bond. Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they realize with the success of Jason Bourne that they need to get rid of the gadgets and they need to go back to a, like a more realistic, mm-hmm. grittier, right. more more visceral uh, interpretation of James Bond. More fights. Yeah, and and thus Daniel Craig's uh, born. I feel like a lot of movie series go through that cycle, right? Like, think of Batman. Mm -hmm. Batman was very gimmicky and jokey when it very started, and then it kind of took a... Pretty realistic. A little bit more realistic. You know, it wasn't quite the 70s, you know, Adam West-type gaggy, but, you know, it was still kind of, like, on the nose a little bit. And then it got super gritty, yep. and then you know not not huge into the gadgets, and then it was kind of been reimagined again. The most recent outing was, um, you know, what was it? The Batman was that the one? Oh where yeah, it was, the Batman, yeah, where it was like really he like didn't really one. use any gadgets, and it's, it's all about the detective. melee and the punching. Like yeah. they kind of distilled and stripped everything off. Yeah, the Batmobile is pretty cool still. Yeah. Well, it's I very mean, cool. Yeah, the bat, the James Bond franchise has been around since 1962. And it's been through that cycle a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Moonraker uh, was over the top, lasers, fighting in space. And then how do you top that? And then they basically pulled back. And the next movie they made was um, For Your Eyes Only, which was very, like, no gadgets and mm-hmm. just minimal uh, stuff happening, uh, you know, special effects. It was very... It's it's like this once before. So mm-hmm. they this they've done this several times. Wow. So are you telling me the next Bond we get to get back to the wackiness and gadgets and space <laughs> uh, I, and space? I have no idea what they're gonna do. So I, the next this, James Bond movie directed by Taika Waititi. That the, the enemy is gonna be Elon Musk, and he has to drive a Tesla up to SpaceX and destroy the moon base on Mars. <laughs> so. Can I ask you guys just so alternate universe? So uh, I think we're all in agreement. We didn't love Halle Berry, her performance. Not this. Mm-hmm. So here, what about if it was Catherine Zeta-Jones? I probably would have liked it. <laughs> uh, I, I liked her in Entrapment. I thought Halle Berry was great in this. Yeah. Hmm. For, so I don't for, know. For it's what the, it is. The dialogue what it, is so I, I just, stilted. I didn't buy the on-screen just... chemistry between her and Pierce Brosnan. And, so, yeah. Can we can we talk about some of the like the <laughs> conversation? Like 
it didn't feel like anybody had real chemistry. Yep. The only chemistry I felt was between Colonel Moon and General Moon. Right. Yes, <laughs> that's they were, true. And they, on, they honestly felt like at some point they were going to kiss. I uh, thought it was so weird. I thought it was that way with him and Zhao as well. Oh, Zhao, yes. Yeah. They, they had more on-screen chemistry mm-hmm. than any of the people that we were supposed to buy as, yeah. you know, the the... You know, I don't know why I'm doing this. That's not what I meant to do. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> no. I mean, one of you, I think it was Nate, might have mentioned that during this one conversation with Halle Berry and James Bond. Oh, yeah. Where it was like they weren't even in the same room at the same time as the conversation. It's like they were just each recording their half of the yeah, conversation. The, yeah. They were never yeah. they were never in the frame together. Right. And so it was They're just reading and it sounded that way as well. Like they were just reading their lines down the paper and not getting any response. So I mean obviously between. these are people who can <laughs> act, right? They've all done fairly like good Barry stuff won right? An Academy Award. right yeah so like do you think some of that is the script do you think it is the editing right like mm-hmm. at some point like you can only deliver your lines you have no control over how it's edited and cut yeah. together right D- do you think this is a symptom of that do you think it was the script and they're just like there's no soul here i can't act to this like what do you think well, it was that my opinion is of Halle berry I- i'm trying to figure out my opinion of her but it, it feels like the stars have to be aligned the right way. She has to have the right script, and then mm-hmm. she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, she's she's kind of okay. Very mediocre. I mean, not to jump to another series again, but like in X Men, she's not great. No, nope. she delivers she's... stupid lines. Do you know what happens to That's Toads when they're struck by lightning? Yeah, the same thing that happens to everything that's struck by lightning. Okay, thanks. Okay, I mean, like, bad writing, I know, right? I know, but but, but you know what like... I mean? Like even still, it's like delivered weird. Yeah, and... I mean, she's fine in those. I, you know Mediocre. that's the best that's, that's the best the you best. can say yeah. is she's kind of fine in that yeah yeah um, i liked her in what was the one that i said uh gothica it's a i don't remember that one it's a kind of a horror movie psychological yeah. thriller. psychological yeah. thriller i thought she was great in that she can obviously act yeah but i so i i i thought there was chemistry between rosamund pike and pierce brosnan i thought it was kind of creepy because there was yeah. an age difference yeah. but you know, and that's I, I, never stopped Bond. I thought she was good in it, Rosamund. I liked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I like her, but like, yeah. um, we, when we get to Rick Dalton, we talk about costuming, but like, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think maybe sometimes people just don't have that chemistry for whatever reason that just yeah. doesn't click. Um, but uh, so that was my question there. So one last one before we talk about this. In this, it says that Michael Bay was asked to direct. Oh, so so it's possible this movie could have been worse. Could have it could have had more explosions. It, I mean, this had a lot of explosions. It really did. There, it really did. Yeah. I don't know how you would add more explosions. Like unless like before every intimate Ask scene, Bay. the clothes exploded off of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the diamonds in his face blew up again. <laughs> Turns out those little the etchings in the diamonds that. That were the clue as to who they belong to. I can guarantee have little bombs in them. <laughs> <laughs> there would be more slow motion oh, panning yes. of Rosamund Pike's midriff. That's true, <laughs> but the slow motion probably would have been better than the slow okay, motion. Okay, can that we was talk about that for a second? Pervasive in this film, they slow moed the weirdest things and then sped up yep. the weirdest things when it didn't make any sense at all. There were times where, like, the camera was just panning across the scene. And it randomly went slow. And then there was other times where people just driving and then it it's hyperspeed. For yeah. it's only for like two seconds. 
Yeah. Like one half of a kick in a fight. I mean, it wasn't even yeah. like the power punch or something that right. was slow-mo. It was weird. Yeah. And it was all jittery. Ni- er, I say 1990s, but it was 2000s. I, I do think era, this this slow-mo. movie was like two hours, 12 minutes long. They could have just gotten rid of the slow-mo and it would have been like two hours long. That's true. Well, they, they could have <laughs> cut out half. Right. Okay, half. It wasn't 12 minutes, but it could have been shorter. They could have yeah. cut out half the sword fighting scene. That did, puts us down. Oh, to, no. The sword fighting scene was fun. It takes Come us on. down to like a tight 55 minutes if they take out that sword <laughs> fighting scene. <laughs> or they could have just picked an ending. Yeah, they could have could have just ended. They could have picked a... Fa- yeah. They could have ended it when they got left Iceland, right? Yeah. That would have been fine. Yeah, because the bedazzler got killed in that yep um in that scene it was kind of fun on the on the plane but they could have ended it sooner it, what what do you think in like what was the driving force to do that whole second ending like what was the big payoff that they wanted oh, to show I, I think there were Get a lot the of people pu- pu- pulling out like getting sucked out, out of windows of just like in goldfinger yeah, yeah and i think they were still uh, doing some callbacks I think, I mean, I agree the plausibility of a helicopter falling out of the back of a plane and then getting it to start before and saving them and not crashing seems a bit much. Those are both wrong. The answer is they had all that Barbie money. And so, (laughs) and they were, and they were trying to entice Michael Bay. And so they were like, look, we need some more explosions. Wait a second. Was that a Barbie Ferrari that dropped out of the car? (laughs) That's okay. it. It was Barbie <laughs> Roseman Pike in that weird outfit. <laughs> That's well, what it is. He, I mean, I guess that if they didn't have that last scene, there would have never been the uh, you know Robocop suit. That's true. That's what that they needed had. to use it. I'm yeah. like, did he really need to have that Robocop esque thing? Yeah. Okay, so the Iron Man suit. Normally, yes. the movies that we watch are victims of the budget for completely different reasons. Right. That's true. where it's like, okay, look. We made a crappy movie. We did it on $30,000 budget, right? right? Yeah. Do you think that this was the opposite where they just literally were sitting on mountains of cash yes. and be like, what can we blow up? I've still got $40 million. Give them a robo suit. Make it electric. We need more sci-fi. Make some lasers. Maybe. I mean, you know, you get to a certain point when you've done so many of these and you have yeah. to outdo what you last did. How yeah, are we going to get know. Pierce Brosnan and Halle Berry into Thanos' house? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think with that kind of money, though, they'd be able to afford better blue screen for yeah. his, yeah. Or, or his better, skiing yeah. scene. Or better CG. Yeah. I do want to yeah. talk about that scene. Okay, go for now it. Now that it's been 20 years. So I'm sure back 20 years ago, although you know there were a couple of the Star Wars prequels had already come out. Yep. But... Um, this scene is, he's, so the second surfing scene, James Bond is surfing with like a wind parachute thing, yeah. a wind like parasailing. It's it's a parachute break for the it, rocket sled car thing. This is, the, is like the avalanche surfing scene. Yep. It yeah. is not a joke. It looks like a cartoon and they've got the James Bond fanfare playing over it like this is a, you know, serious moment okay that we need to take it seriously. can i can i make a comparison for anybody who grew up in the 90s go on a mental journey with me and remember <laughs> playing the game battle toads yes there's a I, I was scene, gonna say star fox i was gonna say there's a scene where you are battling on some kind of like floating surfboards 
that's how corny and stupid and cartoony this felt. Like, I believe that there are real battle toads surfing through the air more than I believe that Pierce Brosnan is surfing on an air break yeah. over an iceberg. And his hair is always perfect. Yeah. The yeah. effects were just so poorly it, done. Yeah. They do not hold up, right? It doesn't age well. Yeah. I mean, they were point. bad by 90s standards. It, yeah. The, the thing well, is, like, the first surfing scene I thought was cool. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, was it was real. Like, there was actually people surfing. Other I think the they could explanation of why the heck were they surfing sure, in North Korea. Like, ign- right? $140 million is why. <laughs> but, like, it, it's the only way to get there is surfing. They could have <laughs> yeah. made it look very dangerous and very real. Yeah. Without trying to make him look like he's like, okay, you know, it's like, it's one of those like carnival cruise ships where it's like, stand on the surfboard and whoa, look, you're on a surfboard. And then they take a picture and they give you the Polaroid, right? Yeah. This is, That's what it felt like. This yeah. is nine years after Jurassic Park. Yeah. The first, yeah. yeah. So and it uh, that way. this is the year after Lord of the Rings came out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, can you imagine I mean, Frodo doing that? Do you remember that? Legolas surfing down a, uh, a shield? Yes. Down the elephant's nose? Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that looked a little jank. I know, like, it did. I bought that. <laughs> it doesn't hold up as well, but it... It looked terrible, it but... Yeah. yeah, this, seriously, I would have thought that the effects for that particular scene were done in the early 80s. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could you could see that some of it was a CGI digital double of him, when he did some like tricks and yeah. stuff, and it just didn't move like a, a real human. But then other times he was there. Bond is no mere human. It, it was yeah. it it was like an old um, Annette Funicello movie where they're like standing on surfboards in front of a TV screen, like or yeah. something. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like Gidget. Not, yeah, like Gidget. Yeah. Yeah. So um, James Bond is not known for. Sp- CG, right? It, oh yeah, it, right. he's known for it's practical real. effects and like real stunts. This this is not that. It, yeah. This is kind of a, I guess a jumping the shark moment maybe. Yeah. If um, only there was a shark. <laughs> they had the laser beams. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, Colonel Mooned wanted sharks with freaking laser beams. I did want to emphasize that there was a lot of success in this movie. This movie made a lot of money. Like yeah. you said, it was the most money maker to that to date for the James Bond franchise. And um, Halle Berry was approached by the producers, and they actually were going to do a spinoff for her character. Um, they had talked to, about Michelle Yeoh having a spinoff at one point uh, with her character uh, a couple movies back. Dang and it. they really, they, this was actually going to happen. They had gotten the writers and put it together. Um, unfortunately, there were a couple of other female-led um, action movies that just panned and were not well. And they decided. Barley's Wire. Angels? They decided to. Tank Girl? Um, Catwoman? Supergirl? No, Catwoman? <laughs> This, yes. was, this would have been, but this would have been right after. So this would have been before Catwoman, but that um, I'm Let's trying see. to see which movies were were um, that didn't do well. Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dipping. Just just keep calling out ones, and, Dip, and you'll get it right. They're eventually. dipping back to the '80s. <laughs> um, but ultimately, what happened? That kind of happened, and then they realized that they were going to reboot James Bond as well. With a different actor, and so why would they keep, an you know a character from the prior version of James Bond? Can I? But can, um, sorry, I don't mean to derail. Do Do you think that this did 
so well because it was kind of the swan the, the send off. Right, like this might be the last Bond. Like, did did people know that this was the last? I know, I'm, and I think you know, it was Brosnan's last one. But did they kind of know that it was going to be the last one for almost what fifteen years? Like, when was the when did the Casino Daniel Royale. Craig come out? I think that was like two thousand six. Really, was it that soon after? It was about four years. So MGM huh. went through some restructuring, and um, they had to deal with some legal stuff and financial stuff so they paired up with sony and i believe casino royale came out in 2006 where's the sheet we have yeah. it says when they're all listed yeah it, it'll say so um oh i don't know which female-led ones did poorly but around that time the first kill bill came out it is 2006 Underworld. sorry that was back to the previous point oh van helsing that came out after that not van helsing <laughs> underworld same person um, so yeah, the females, uh, including Charlie's Angels Full Throttle and Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, which were in 2003. Is, was that still that was Angelina awesome. Jolie? But they didn't huh? do That was well. still Angelina Jolie, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cradle of Life was the second one. Those were both it the second Daniel ones. Daniel Craig. He was, was a bad guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was the double Well, agent. he was the love interest slash. Yeah. Yeah. He went to another good Daniel Craig movie. He's Logan Lucky. Yeah. And Knives Out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything that we loved about this movie? We've done a lot of bagging on it. Yeah. I, so... I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I did any, any favorite scenes or things that you liked? <laughs> um, so I'll tell you this. I liked... I wish, crickets, crickets. I wish there was... <laughs> Just trying to narrow it down. There were some ideas in there that I wish there was more depth in the story. Like, I liked the whole idea of the DNA um, face swap thing. thing yeah. How they it was like through DNA, swapping out your DNA, they can give you a whole different look. Yeah, right? yeah. I thought that was cool, but it was only in it for just a second. And then, it, and it turns out to be kind of a major point of the whole movie yeah and i just thought yeah because i wish there was more of that basically just a scene of the doctor telling halle berry what he's going to do for her treatment right uh, i thought it was fun to see people paying with a check <laughs> <laughs> i i would have liked to have seen zhao transform a little bit more yeah right to just to sell that whole idea right you know like he's just bald like that's the only thing right. that's different about him right okay but not what you like them to do better but what did you like about this movie? <laughs> so Zhao's eyes were cool Zhao looked cool he yes did. I did like he his did. eyes his eyes yeah. were cool he had like what about that one guy in his hair I really liked his hair he, oh. he looked he looked like uh, Jeff Daniels from guy. Dumb and Dumber he had, this, the, 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 he had like a bob it was really yes. it was pretty interesting <laughs> he looked like He-Man or yes Prince uh Yes. What's his name? Prince Adam. Yeah. So yeah. I did like uh, Gustav Graves before he goes to Iceland. Like when he he comes in on the parachute, mm -hmm. Union Jack parachute yep. into Trafalgar Square, and he's just kind of an arrogant, like recently knighted businessman. Oh, or he something? was there he was to, be knighted. to be knighted. To be knighted. Yeah. So I I feel like since he was really Colonel Moon playing playing mm -hmm. Gustav Graves, I thought I liked. When he when he was in England, mm -hmm. like I think that who's the actor again? Toby uh, Stevens. Toby Stevens. I thought he did a great job. So being kind of that arrogant, 
you kind of want to punch him in the face type of. So mm-hmm. one thing I didn't catch, and maybe one of you all did. Um, so he has only been this guy for a you know 14 months max right so did he like kill the old guy and take his place so th- or did that guy just come out of the blue I was and suddenly he's just going to ask that guy who gets knighted after so 14 you're months asking of... too many questions but yeah Sorry. he took about it took him about 14 months uh-huh. to discover all those diamonds uh-huh. and build that whole empire with the technology and the satellites so, and, and become and... important enough to get knighted yes i think exactly. okay. so i think there months. must have been a i think there must have been a gustav graves who they stole his identity. Identity. <laughs> Who consequently also had a space solar laser. <laughs> well, he was already starting it. I don't know. That so I can do two things, Brandon. He was tired of of all the time it took to get a suntan. We we brought well, I, I brought a bunch of snacks that were oh, yes. movie themed. Um and one of them that we I had were they were powdered donut holes. Yes. So we you know, we were saying they were either snowballs or plot holes. And we were going to have a thing where every time there was a, a plot hole, Danny was going to have to eat a, one of those donuts. But he would have he would have taken the I starring role in The Whale before right. that movie was he, over. He ate him anyway. I so. ate him anyway, yeah. Go into a diabetic coma. Right. You do have to suspend a little bit of belief here. Yeah, of here, course. You yeah, know, to, this, this to, movie's to buy it, but. a little comic booky. My favorite scene was the uh, sword fight scene. Yeah. I like which, which, which one the the one in the academy or the one between Rosamund and oh Hattie? the the, first the academy one, yeah. one okay I like that one yeah too. that was pretty fun the fencing scene yes. yeah yeah I couldn't yeah I couldn't get behind the physics of the Rosamund and Halle Berry fight. yeah um yes their skin is impenetrable but their clothing definitely takes hits yep. no 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 well no I just meant like. Uh, They're spinning and jumping. So, and... well, Halle Berry had the, something happened to the pilots. I don't know if she disabled them or somebody did. She is flying the plane. She's no longer flying the plane because Rosamund Pike comes and right. sticks a sword on her throat. Doesn't just kill her. Monologues instead, and then yeah. they have a sword fight. Time to get to the point. Yeah, and uh, and then then they then they have a big long battle with no one flying the plane. Right. It was an autopilot. Didn't you see that? Oh, maybe. she even she even said that. She said autopilot. And you wouldn't know this, but like she cranked the little thing to purposely steer it into the laser. Like that was the little thing that she did at the end. Oh was no, like I mean to change the heading. So no, I did see that because she's like because Rosamund Pike's basically that's, all for, that's for airplane nerds. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you aviation check, nerd. Check my LinkedIn. <laughs> so I do remember that because it's it's after Rosamund Pike tells her to not move, and then you clearly see her reach over and turn the dial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's good at fencing, not flying. So that's the so it, that was what was hard about that scene. But the the one at the academy was was fun, and it's funny that they kept changing types of swords. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I don't know if you guys are members of fencing clubs, <laughs> but they just have katanas on hand yeah. and broadswords for when you decide, hey, let's take it up a notch. We'll get more dangerous weapons, and First let's take draw blood. Let's take off our protective clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part of fencing class. Yeah. Any final thoughts be- so we can cast judgment? I really like Rosamund Pike. <laughs> okay. I second that. <laughs> so I, f- I feel like I should just point out, because we mentioned costuming with that. So in that scene where she shows up with the sword in the cockpit of the plane, she's not wearing like military clothes like everybody else. She has... Uh, she's she's got, dressed like Katana from, uh, from Mortal, Mortal Kombat. She's got one, <laughs> one black glove that goes like 
<laughs> up halfway up her arm. Yeah. Her other hand is bare. She has like either is it a she's got a black kind of this is like a sports bra. Like a sports bra, basically. With, with extra straps. With the, yeah, with the, and and then like white pants. Yeah. But everybody else is dressed. Well, the the part that was cut out is how she's a falconer and had a bird that would sit on her. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Precursor to TikTok. Oh. Yep. She was just getting some influencers, getting them likes, getting them views. Slap that like button. Smash that like button. Hey, you know, most of the people who sword fight with me are not subscribers. That's only two percent of sword fighters. All my pikeys out there, watch me, watch me stab this chick. (laughs) You guys like the art of war? Oh man. So, what do we think about this movie? I loved it. Do we call? I mean, do we say these are exceptionally bad? How have we been ranking? You can call it exceptionally bad if you want, but can, it's... can you think of a worse James Bond movie that you've seen yourself that you might have disliked more? There are parts mm. from other James Bond movies that I didn't like more. Um, yeah, like when Denise Richards is a nuclear physicist. Mm. Oh I man, thought that, that was one, I did not like that James Bond. That Which one, one is that was one? terrible, and that was one I I kept expecting scenes to come up from in this one. So I think yeah. those two blended in my is head. That, that's not a but, to a kill. I, I think that is that was um, uh, the world is I not just enough. Here. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, that one I didn't like. Was she wearing yeah. glasses though? She wasn't. Uh, I get and it. And her hair wasn't up either. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, totally unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, these Movie making 101. Yeah. It's so interesting how we judge these movies based on the ones before, right? Right. The Timothy yep. Dalton ones were before, and yet p- people were like, you know, Pierce Brosnan's a really good James Bond. Yeah. And now that we've had Daniel Craig, we're like, oh, the yeah, Pierce right. Brosnan's like just... You know, so I just wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah. Are we going to say this about the Daniel Craig movies? Or... I don't know, man. Well, time will tell, but it's just all a perspective thing. It's going to be uh, Cumberbatch is going to be the oh, next Bond. Cool. You heard it know. here first on Exceptionally Bad. Yeah. So listen, I will say this. Uh, as a, not a real Bond fan and just somebody who watches Bond movies and enjoys them each time I watch them, I enjoyed this Bond movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was dumb and goofy, but that's kind of what I expect from this era of Bond movies. Yeah. Knowing it's not Daniel Craig, that's kind of what I expect. And so I think it's totally worth watching. And if other Bond movies are better than this one, then that's awesome because I thought this one wasn't that bad. All right. I, I I feel like if we were watching this a regular season, mm-hmm. I would say this is exceptionally bad. Yeah, it's it's a lot I of agree. fun. Yeah. Um, when Bracken throws his party, I we're gonna have. <laughs> I think this one should go up right after from Justin to Kelly, and you can compare which one has worst on screen chemistry: Halle <laughs> Berry and Pierce Brosnan or Justin and Kelly. Because I, I feel I feel like it's a really close. Yeah, can we also you. say and which one has the best hovercraft? That's right. Dodgeball scene. Dodgeball scene. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. They're, I mean, they came the out around movie. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Hovercraft hey. was a thing, I guess. Oh, I wonder if one influenced the other. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're really are we saying there. You have any kind bad? of judgment? I enjoyed this more than i thought uh i forgot a lot about the storyline in this movie and uh some of the twists and turns were fine they probably could have made this about 15 20 minutes shorter 
or maybe I think they could have maybe an a half hour, hour, maybe even least. an hour shorter. Yeah. They, they but, could have ended it in Iceland. But it, it didn't yep. seem long, really but it was. I mean, it never seemed slow, but it seemed a little long. If that makes sense. Yeah. Just, the only time I I found myself thinking, "Oh, it's not over," is when it seemed to end and then it wasn't over. Yeah. And I was a little bit. It, it wasn't the kind of thing like, "Oh, yes, it's not over yet." It's more like, "Oh, no. really? There's more." Yeah. It was a little bit of like the Lord of the Rings. Like, I loved Return that. I loved the, the build up to the end. But then it has like what nine endings, yeah. and each one of them is like twenty minutes, and you're like, "Okay, the sixth ending." Oh right. nope, there's two, two and more. a half hour movie that finishes in the first half hour, and <laughs> right. then the rest is ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Sorry, did you have anything else to say? <laughs> I, I, I had fun with it. Like, if I put myself back into my nineties, you know, late nineties, early two thousands brain, uh-huh. like it, it, it was fine. It was fun. You know, it probably compares okay to stuff of that time. And I mean, this—that's what Bond was at that time. So, like, love it or hate it, like, I had fun with it. I mean every 30 seconds we were throwing out something stupid That's, about it and yeah. just calling out something stupid. So we had a lot of fun in that. We yeah, in, yeah. In that kind of categorization, I think it does absolutely just fall into the exceptionally bad radar. Does, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Cause it was earnest. Yep. <laughs> they tried and it just, there's just tons of stupid so stuff in here. That's just fun. Exceptionally yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's I true. think it probably did, is. Yeah. yeah. I think I agree with you. Awesome. Well, we're going to visit another one of those great big franchises in our next episode, and you'll have to listen in to find out what that is. But in the meantime, please reach out to us and let us know what you think about the James Bond uh, franchise. And you can visit our website at at exceptionallybad.com. How else can they reach us? Instagram, at exceptionallybad. You can email us, the guys, at exceptionallybad.com. And our Twitter, exceptionallybad. I mean, at exceptionally bad. Yeah. You see, Mr. Bond, you can't kill my dreams, but my dreams can kill you. Time to face destiny. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>